All right, we're live. Our two ideals are incompatible, and we're not willing to define them anyway. We need one word each, okay? If the United States is going to have two parties, and everything else is going to fall by the wayside, we're going to have Democrats and Republicans. We need to know what those things are. Do you know what a Democrat is? I'm going to tell you. Don't worry. Do you know what a Republican is? Do you? Quickly. 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 What is it? What is it? You don't know. You don't know. I'm going to tell you right now what they are. The Democrats are people who are about, one word, equality. And the Republicans are the people who are about liberty. That's it. You don't have to think anymore. You have the word. We have the best words here on Retrace. This is segment number 45. Wednesday, November 9th, 2022, 11 p.m., 8 Pacific, 4 a.m. in London, 12 noon in Beijing, Niao, 3 p.m. in Sydney. You only need one word each. You only get one word each. That's what we'll say. You need lots more words than that, but you only get one word each. We have to know what we're even talking about at any given juncture, like midterm elections, or more importantly, the lead up to the midterm elections, because by the time the day comes, you know what you're going to do. They know what they're going to do. We all know what we're going to do. The lead up juncture. And now we're in the lead up to the 2024 elections. You need to know what you're talking about. And in order to deal with a hyper object, like a Democrat, (laughs) Or Republican, these hyper objects that walk around amongst us. You know, it's complicated, right? It's like if you if you were to ask some. I mean, this whole thing when comedians, various comedians over the years have done. You know, the, basically the same bit. It's I think I thought it started with Jay Leno, but it, it went back before that. Um, you walk up to a random person on the street and you ask them, you know, really questions that they should know the answer to. Listen, when I I swear when I went to vote, I handed my ID to the, to the lady, and she said, <laughs> am I remembering this correctly? She said, <laughs> she said, please state your full name, and I hesitated. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like to admit this, but not very much, like a microsecond. I was like, what is, that's a great question. I don't really often state my full name. Like, okay, I got it, I got this, I got this, okay. And then, Please state your, your full address. And I was like, oh, geez, man, I've moved around a lot, man. <laughs> You're asking tough questions. I just came here to vote. I didn't want to have to deal with anything difficult. You ask people on the street, you know, basic questions, and they don't know. Now, oftentimes, you know, the stuff that makes it to the... This actually happened to me once. I was in Sydney. It, well, they, weren't, they weren't jaywalking me. They, they came up to me. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to admit this without sounding... I don't, like without being giving the wrong impression about myself, but I was dressed like Neo from the Matrix, <laughs> like not on purpose, but like I had a three-quarter length overcoat, which is enough to be dressed like Neo from the Matrix. And it was winter time in Sydney. It gets cold in Sydney. It's not not that cold, but cold enough to wear an overcoat. And I was dressed, and I was just standing waiting for something, and then suddenly a camera crew was upon me, and. The lights were like the most noticeable thing. It was the footy show. That's what it's called, the footy show. And they do this 
some some you know version of the jaywalking thing where you basically ambush people on the on the street and you know try and get some funny tape out of it i didn't play along i should have played along i was a young man i did not see the opportunity of how much fun we could have had with that i just was i was ambushed i wanted to get out of the situation so i just sort of you know when he was when he was making witticisms i just sort of agreed and you know it's like and I just, I just, I just sort of jujitsued him every way, which way to to avoid the potential for comedy. It was just such a lost opportunity. I regret it. But anyway, when we're supposed to know things, right? This is about voting. Don't worry. This is about the elections. I'm talking about Neo, and I'm talking about the Footy Show, and I'm talking about my past. But somehow we're going to get back to the midterm elections. Yeah. Well, listen. We need one word each. We need to at least be able to start with one freaking idea. What is a Democrat about? What are they mostly about? What are they more than anything else? So obviously they're not just about one thing. And if you, if, you, if you jaywalk them, if you ambush them, not that it's easy. You can't ambush the politicians. They're always ready for the camera, or they should be. But if you ambush a registered Republican, a registered Democrat, or a non-registered but voting Republican or voting Democrat, they need the... What is the... The corn kernel from which the popcorn emerges. What, what? What is that? For the Democrats, it's the word equality. I'm asserting this. I can't, you know, I'm, I'm sure people will challenge me on this, but you decide once you've heard the full case. For the Democrats, it's the word, the concept of equality. That's more important to them than anything, I think. For the Republicans... It's the word liberty. Same thing. You get, if you get one word, you're only allowed to have one word, one idea enca- encapsulated in one word. It's going to be Democrats are about equality, Republicans about liberty. Do they, do they overlap? Do they both care about both things? Of course. Don't be stupid. I know there's nuance in the world. It's a complex place. Start from the kernel. Are those two things compatible? Not the extreme versions. I can't claim originality on this thought. I got it like lots of stuff lately from um, Paulus's a mathematician reads the newspaper. But it's very. It's often when you're confused about something or when something seems squishy or intractable. It's often the best thing to do if you have this opportunity to read a mathematician on that subject. They don't necessarily accomplish what you, what they set out to accomplish, but they often accomplish early things like simplification or cutting through confusion and morass very well that's that's part of like the mathematician's job description we need to start from clear premises clear assumptions clear definitions paulus does that he does a good job he does that really well in a mathematician reads the newspaper and the first thing that i really that really struck me was this sort of basic idea that um our two ideals, assuming we only have two, and I'm not, you know, we don't have only two. We have a few. I'm going to talk about the Declaration of Independence in just a hot second here. But those are the two, and, and one's bigger than the other. Watch me now. Careful. Don't get upset. One is more of what the United States is about than the other one. Now, I've told you I vote Democratic. I've made it clear, at least in, I think, in my comments, that I am more sympathetic to the left than the right. So which one do you think I'm going to say? Liberty? That's my left 
my right over here, liberty, Republicans, or equality, Democrats. Gotcha. It's liberty. I'm pretty sure that most reasonable people would agree that the United States is more about, more about whatever about means, more known for, more representative of the idea of liberty than it is of equality. Now, depends on how you define equality, a huge part of what the United States, what's so great about the United States, to the extent that people think there are great things about it these days, you know, a lot of people don't, especially outside the United States, um, is equality, especially equality before the law and equality in, in social standing, or at least in theory. But it's the freedom. We don't have a statue of equality in New York. We have a statue of liberty. We're more about that now. You might think, well, game, set, match. Republicans win. They're the ones who are more about liberty, right? It's not that simple. Um, so, <laughs> just to, before we move on quickly here, liberty, like perfect liberty leads to a lot of inequality. You know, if, if, there, if there are no constraints on anybody, then you can imagine how bad things are going to get for the unlucky. And and how much worse they're going to be when some of those lucky are also evil. Game it out in your head. It's, it's worth thinking about. On the other end, perfect equality, I think of, you know, communism. Like, in theory, not in practice, it's ridiculous. And it's like you concentrate all the means of production and control society in the hands of an elite government. That seems nuts to me. But, you know, different people would talk about what communism, communism was supposed to be as opposed to what it actually was in the 20th century. Um, but anyway, perfect equality is going to lead to similar sort of smothering of the other ideal, smothering of liberty. Okay, so the extremes, if, if, if total liberty yields inequality and total equality yields illiberty, if you accept those two premises, then the total part must be wrong. We can't go to extremes. We can't, we can't talk about freedom, 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 and just totally neglect equality. I mean, you can do it, but you're not making... You're not making sense. And vice versa. So, the next step is if we agree that there has to be some sort of compatibility, we have to achieve an, a compatibility between two incompatible extremes. It's not a controversial statement. It's not a radical idea. We need to talk about definitions. I mean, are, do you ever talk about any, do you ever talk about definitions with anybody in your life? I know. It's so boring. It's nobody wants to talk about, you, no one wants to talk. Not only do we not want to talk about definitions, we don't want to talk to the guy who says we need to talk about definitions. I'm him right now. I can feel it. I write these little blurbs, the tweets, the little, the thing on Facebook. I'm describing what are we talking about tonight? And it was, our two ideals are incompatible. Not that we're willing to define them. Shouldn't we be defining our terms? Oh, gosh, that guy, dude. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. I'm already that guy. But listen, let's be quick about it. Liberty. Just Googled it, and the Google, search, the Google knowledge base result comes back with an Oxford uh, dictionary, probably the Oxford English dictionary, like sourced from the Oxford English dictionary, but they've done sort of a collaboration project. Anyway, it's a good definition to start with. You don't have to stick to your definitions. You just have to have one to start with so we can go back to what do we mean when we 
when we cram all this meaning into a single word and then argue about it, sometimes by yelling, sometimes with bear spray, and sometimes with AR-15s, what are we talking about again? Liberty, the state of being free within society from oppression, restrictions, sorry, from oppressive restrictions imposed by authority on one's way of life, behavior, or political views. The state of being free within society from oppressive restrictions imposed by authority on one's way of life, behavior, or political views. That'll be our liberty until we decide there's something wrong with it or there's a better definition. Equality, the state of being equal, especially in status, rights, and opportunities. Same thing. Good enough? Done. No more definitions. Although I will say one more thing about equality. We have to think about the differences between equality before God, a lot of people are religious. I think still more than, well more than half of the United States are, are, are religious. I'm not, but that's you know clearly a big part of the conversation. Equality before the law, um, and then equality of outcomes and equality of circumstances. Those are all different kinds of equality, right? You can't say, you can't say, well, we all we're all subject to the same laws. Laws. We all have access to the courts. The courts are right at your disposal, right? I love that moment in the social network um, because most people can't afford a lawyer. Most people can't afford the time or money to actually do something, even just to do the basic paperwork, let alone you're not supposed to represent yourself, so you got to find something, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that's equality before the law is not the same as equality of circumstances or outcomes or, or equality of income, equality of wealth. We've talked about those things. Okay, enough. Definitions. Liberty and equality, we've, sort of, we've defined them well enough for now. We can come back to these if we start to get confused about what exactly we're talking about. Why did we draw our AR-15s again about this? Which thing, which part of the definition of liberty justifies, you know, this magazine? All right, enough definitions. There are implications to this whole liberty versus equality um, tension. So, like, we're, we're, we're a nation of, we're, it said, I don't know where this phrase comes from, but it's, we're a nation of laws, not men. And if we go to the inscription on the Statue of Liberty, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, yearning to breathe free, that's a liberty thing. The Statue of Liberty itself is a liberty thing. And the cost of freedom, everyone agrees, is responsibility. So we have equality and freedom all wrapped up in one, but freedom is definitely dominating equality, and the cost of freedom is responsibility. But being born into bad circumstances or being hit by them, you know, just... Even even if you, I mean, you can be hit by bad circumstances in you know, in, in utero, um, preconception, you know, in a sense, and and post uh, post uh, postpartum. Um, are you responsible for that? How are how responsible are you for your luck? Are you really responsible for being born to an alcoholic mother? Are you really responsible for being born with a rare genetic disease? Come on. This is the problem with freedom and responsibility or liberty and responsibility. This is not the problem. It's one obvious problem, one obvious consequence. That you can have bad luck 
And that seems wrong to people. It seems wrong that the people with good luck are whistling all the way to the bank and the people with bad luck are screwed through no fault of their own. If freedom, if the cost of freedom is responsibility, these two things are intertwined. The thing has a cost. It's, you don't just get freedom with no cost. But if, if you're not responsible for something that snuffs out your freedom, what do you do about that? Well, luckily you have the Democrats who, ha- who are more about this, this consequence of taking freedom seriously, which the, the United States is first and foremost about taking freedom seriously, let's say. Uh, that's a controversial statement. I don't know if everyone's going to agree with that. But like, listen to the Constitution. I'm sorry, the Declaration of Independence. First of all, listen to Alan Dershowitz describe the difference between the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence because it's important to understand that these two documents are totally different and that for our purposes, talking about our ideals, we go to the Declaration of Independence. And we're talking about how exactly we, what exactly the rules are for our government and how, how we should be following them and what's allowed and what's not, you go to the Constitution. Dershowitz says, the Declaration of Independence is a lawless manifesto of rebellion. Whereas the Constitution, on the other hand, is a relatively conservative legal document. He says a lot more, but that's, that's the most important thing. Lawless manifesto of rebellion, when we declare independence, and then we write down all the laws, and it's a very conservative legal document. Okay, so we go to the Declaration of Independence. We hold—I'm going to do it now. I'm going to read the opening paragraph, or it's not the opening. It's the second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence, just— just because we got to get to the equal and liberty part. It's right in the beginning. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, created equal. Okay? But that's not the United States doing that. They're saying created. They're creator, whatever. They're here. Men come before government. And by men, they, you know, let's, let's read them to mean humans. But obviously, that's a whole separate issue, you know. Like there's racism and sexism and all kinds of stuff that was normal in the late 1700s, hundreds. All men are created equal; that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life. So let's let's you know be allowed to be alive. Liberty is the second one. So liberty comes right after life in the context of being created equal and the pursuit of happiness. And then to secure these rights, governments and consent of the governed, et cetera, et cetera. There's lots of cool ideas in the first paragraph or the second paragraph. But that's the priority in terms of what the United States is about based on the Declaration of Independence, not the Constitution, the Declaration, the lawless manifesto of rebellion. The first thing we're really about is liberty, unless you think the first thing we're about is life. And then, of course, we're talking about abortion if you read it too literally, um, which they were not, obviously. Uh, So liberty... We're more about liberty, but one of the major implications of liberty, or one of the major, is it an, it's not an implication of liberty, it's sort of an implication of taking liberty seriously, that bad luck and good luck are a thing and that they are, they are illiberal. Luck is illiberal, is anti-liberty. Your genes, your geography... Your particular adaptive fitness to the environment into which you were born, which is not necessarily just genes. It's gene, phenotypes and genotypes and phenotypes and expression and all that stuff. That's all luck. You didn't do that. You don't get credit for your IQ. You don't get credit for your height. 
You don't get credit for the color of your skin in a society that favors one color of skin versus another. You, that's all luck. If that all increases your liberty and someone without those things has less liberty, that seems wrong to people. Hence the Democrats, hence equality. The other thing, now I don't, I'm not arguing that's where the Democrats came from. This is totally, the history of the political parties is totally separate. Do not, do not misunderstand me to be claiming to, to know the history of the two political parties. All I know is that Lincoln was a Republican and they freed the slaves. And now it seems like it should have been the Democrats who did that based on the Democratic ideals today. That's not my job i am not your political historian i i i aspire i've got a good book on this i do but i haven't read it yet and you're hearing the consequences of that now just leave it at that let's say if the democrats are really about equality why why are they about equality are they the creator that's mentioned in the declaration of independence are they trying to be god no no they're reacting to this badness bad luck but it's not just bad luck. There's another thing that leads to inequality that, that, that's favored by liberty and is a consequence of taking liberty seriously. Man, I sound like I'm trying to be a professor. I'm not. I just try to figure out today, like, what, how do you, what, I've been trying to figure out for months what a Democrat and what a Republican, what they are, like, how, 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 what's a simple way to understand it? And I think I found it in John Allen Paulus's How a Mathematician Reads the Newspaper. But... I'm not any more than what you're hearing now, if that, didn't, if that needed to be said. The other thing, the other consequence of taking liberty seriously, taking freedom seriously, has to do with the evil, badness, darkness. Darkness is, let us check... What number hypothesis is darkness? It's got to be. It's in the double. Darkness is H9. There is a pervasive darkness in humans, even amongst the good guys. Hypothesis number nine. Check it out. It all started with retrace 17. Evil. You don't think about evil? Maybe you do. If you're religious, you probably do a lot. I mean, it's a big part of what gets discussed in religious Discussions, I assume. I've never really been part of one. <laughs> Evil. What, what does it have to do with liberty and equality? If you're willing to benefit by slavery or the complexity of the tax code, the difference between the, letter, the, the intent of the law and the letter of the law, um... Or if you're just born with a taste or, or enough of, of an inclination toward evil. And rest assured, skeptical lefties, evil is real. It doesn't have to be supernatural. There are plenty of th- examples I could put in front of you, and I think I'm going to at some point. I think I'm going to go through Anna Salter's book, Predators. That's the best place. It's not the only place to start. There's also the, the good old days Maybe we should do an episode on evil, but I'm going to have to way warn people about it because it is so dark. The stuff I would talk about, I would not want anyone to accidentally hear it. But evil is real if you're not sure. Rest assured, your uh, your, your official podcaster confirms it. 
evil, if given free reign, if given perfect liberty, is a huge problem. Imagine no prisons. Imagine no handcuffs. But it's worse than that. It, you know, the, the, the evil is not always obvious. And there are so many opportunities. It's like hacking. Hacking, hacking is not evil. But there's hacking computer code. There's hacking, geez, hacking the tax code. But the thing I'm sighing about right now, and I was just reading about it today, there's hacking people. In the hacking community, they call it social engineering, but it's not what I'm talking about. They're always trying to get some permission or password or something. When they're social engineering, they're basically getting on the phone and saying, hey, I'm with the tech team and I just need to know this IP address or your username and password so I can update your system. That's what social engineering is in the hacking. In the world of evil, in the world of predators and assaulters, predators... Social engineering, and she doesn't use that term. Social engineering. That's what, that's how these bad things keep happening to us and our children. De Becker talks about this stuff too, Gift of Fear. I'll leave it at that for now, the, the evil. We have to have some way of leveling the playing field, of equality. We want liberty, but man, you can get away with a lot if the legal system, law enforcement, the laws, the oppressive laws, right? If those are short and stultified and inhibited and perhaps even absent, if you're evil, you can get away with a lot. You don't need that. You can get away with a lot just because so many people are gullible and they have rose-colored glasses. And Anna Salter's term, rose-colored glasses, whole chapter. You should read that. You should only read that chapter if you're not, if you're afraid of the rest of the book, which you should be, because it is it is a book that's not easy to read. Read the rose-colored glasses so that you can protect yourself. Bad luck is not the fault of the person, and good luck is not the credit of the person. And evil is real. And all of these things are challenges to the ideal of liberty, the ideal of freedom. And there's no way to eliminate either one, luck or evil. We must cope with them as we cope with bad weather and disease. Okay, so now we have our two words. And now we appreciate that they need to be defined and that they, their extremes are incompatible. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm, this is all I could, like, this is as far as I could get with it today. I only had one day. But I've, it makes more sense to me now, the Democrats versus the Republicans, than it did before this. I hope it makes more sense to you. But if it doesn't, sorry. I hope you still like watching me talk, listening. All references will be in the PDF notes at retrace.com, R-A-T-R-A-I-C-E.com. This is segment number 45. Next segment is tomorrow, same time, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, 4 a.m. London. All you Londoners, get up early, stay up late, whatever it takes. 12 noon in Beijing, lunchtime, Nihao, 3 p.m. in Sydney. 
Maybe knock off early. What is tomorrow? Thursday? Thursday night shopping. Can you get off early for Thursday night shopping at 3 p.m.? You don't have to. Just earbuds while you work. Signing off.